peace, prosperity, salutations. Let's uh, let me see. Let's go ahead and uh, yeah, let's let's get this thing started. The Yuri Mukarama fashion. Prosperity, salutations, rocking with the brand. 
This is the Mastermind Alliance. I'm so used to saying this is real life, real talk, because it's still that. It's still real life, real talk. But this is the Mastermind Alliance. I hope everybody is enjoying their Friday. Um, and I hope that everybody is having a chance to spend time with solid people, solid people. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and smile. Exactly. Uh, uh yeah, exactly. So uh, with that, before I get in, let us uh, let me uh, say, if this is your first time rocking with me, make sure you go to the webpage, www.irimokarama.com. Uh, you can go there to download my app. Also, uh, you can also check out our Unity Walk page, um, and that's at www.irimokarama.com the unitywalk.com this is our nonprofit organization and i was i got reprimanded uh <clears throat> by one of my team members because as i was we were we were uh building last night and you know one thing i love my team and i told you that one thing about a great team is that they hold you accountable so one of the things that the team reminded me or this team member said last night is that you know Yurima, you know when we talk about the things that we do compared to others and we were because last night we had this talk about money and uh d ivory you know that's my guy um that's my partner um he brought up some great points and and, and certain people got butt hurt they got offended um and you know it it is what it is people like who they like so if you talk against somebody that they like they get butt hurt and offended but when you actually peel back the layers of the onion you start to realize that, you know, when you look deeper outside of the liking, what have they what have they done? What have they really done as far as for black community as a whole? And this is how you measure. And so when you what part of our problem, part of our biggest problem and the system of white racism knows this is keeping us economically decapitated. Now, they will always make room for those um they will always make room for those individuals to make it. And the higher up the ladder you go, uh, there will come a point where you will get so far where it will be incumbent upon you to make a choice on whether to sell, sell your soul or either stay where you're at or fall back down. That's how the ladder of capitalism works. There is the selling of soul. That That's just that's just what it is. And when you refuse to sell your soul or or if you get into a position where you try to pull a spook who sat by the door, they will bill Cosby you. That's just how this system works. And so D brought up a great point. When you take all of these people like Tariq, like Polite, like Moist Watkins, uh, and you could add others to that list, when you take them, if you take their combined money, we could have built a community. We could have built a community. And, and I added the point that why aren't the leaders, because this is the first thing I check. This is the first thing I check. And this was one of the first lessons that I got moving into the revolutionary movement. One of the first lessons I got is when you see people who are claiming to be on the same page, but they're not working together, that's that should always put red flags up. That always should raise the spidey senses, so to speak. When people are doing or talking about many of the same things, so claim to be fighting the same system, but they're not working together. What are the ideological differences that keep them apart? 
Is it ego that is keeping them apart? Is it money that is keeping them apart? Because now the pot is not so it's 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 now the pot is not so thick. And, and, and I mentioned Farrakhan last night in that talk, because at the end of the day, there have been two million man marches. I only remember the first one. I didn't care. D reminded me of this last one, but I only remember the first one back in the 90s. And I remember that they left out of there with garbage bags full of money. I watched it on television because I was incarcerated at that time. So I had no choice but to watch it. Otherwise, I would have been there. But I remember that the, the NOI, they left out of there with hefty garbage bags full of money. And so the question becomes, not one LLC was started from that? Not one black business was started from that that could potentially benefit the black community that we claim that we are fighting for? And so my team member was adamant about reminding me like, yo, we do the Unity Walk. We do food drives. Yurima, you out here. Uh, 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 we have helped families in need on the back end. And this is not something that we broadcast uh, uh, but these are things we have given family members food, uh, clothes, shoes for their children, things like that. And so, you know, it had me thinking like and, and D brought up a good point and I want to add on to it because I, I, I put up this post earlier and this post was was basically in relation uh, to that talk last night. And this is the post that I put up and it says and it's only on Facebook and the post I came across because somebody reached out to me. There's actually 420 acres. And I talked about this last night. I talked about 420 acres. I know where people were trying, were trying to figure out where I got that number from. But actually, a person in Alabama reached out to me and said, there's 420 acres for sale. It's, it's cost a little bit over a million dollars. Said the soil is good. They didn't look at the land. And, and so the premise became... In a time of war where people where we really need our own communities that we can actually own, control and operate. And there's so many other things that we can do, but we have to move fast. But in a time of war, is land more important for us to have or is a black museum more important for us to have a black museum that mind you, that is going to continue to induce trauma and it's going to continue to induce trauma amongst our onto our people. Because because unless you're going to get all of those artifacts from all of the museums all over the world that represent our people that are in white owned and operated museums, unless we're going to do that, what's going to be in this museum? So this museum cost I, I, somebody said last night it cost seven million dollars. So here was my thing. Here was my thing. And. uh Poppy Corleone, you say both. I say nonsense, because if you get the 420 acres, you can build you could build 10, 20, 30 museums if you wanted to. And it would be on your land, which means the state could never come and take it. It could be on yours as long as you have the elodial title and the patented land. But but I so, you know, we, we caught up on nigga trinkets. So this is what I said. What makes more sense? This 420 acres of land, which cost a little over one million. And let me show the family over here on. Yeah, for sale. Southern Land Group. 420 plus acres. It's got a pond on it. Can build great home sites. Yeah. 
So you got you got you can you can create a well system. So you got the water there. But um, so what makes more sense? This 420 acres of land, which cost a little over one million dollars, a little over one million. You're getting 420 acres. First of all, do the math on that. Just stop there. Just do the math on that, because that seven million dollar museum is not going to encompass 420 acres. I can guarantee you that. So so just do the math on 420 acres alone. See, we talk, we talk. There's a lot of people that black power this, black power that. But what the fuck are you owning and operating? You can't even stop crackers from coming in to gentrify your community. So so what makes more sense? This 420 acres of land, which cost a little over one million dollars or a seven million dollar black museum that induces more black pain and trauma. Not to mention you could build housing for our people and create drama and trauma free communities for our children and women. You could make that community gated so that only those people that live there have access to it. We have to start thinking instead of getting excited about nigga trinkets. Now, this is common sense to me, but I see that it's not so common sense. To a lot of people that you would think that this would be common sense too. And that's how I know that niggas ain't ready for war. And that's how I know when Bobby Hemmett said, it's a wrap, it's over. I love that brother because he's right and exact. And it's only not going to be over for a few of us who are actually ready. And that comes from the spirit of the ancestors, man. That comes from the spirit of the ancestors. And so people can be mad. They can be upset. I wouldn't give a fuck. I wouldn't give a fuck. Our priorities is what's fucked. Our priorities ain't there. You can't tell me that a goddamn, because you can go to black museums. Well, you got the black museum in in D.C. right now. I haven't been there. I actually was, was itching to go until several people who had been there told me, well, damn, one of the main attractions is Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, what the fuck is she doing in the Black Museum? What contribution has she given to society that makes her worthy to be in the Black Museum? Oh, wait, there must be there must be some fake Jews sitting on that board of directors. Because they would push an agenda like that. Either that or if they're not sitting on the board, they got in some niggas, some Negro peons ear. So when I heard that, not just from one person, not just from two, not just from three people. Everybody I've talked to who's been there said that. So, but we got that black museum. Shit, we got the new black mu- black museum down in down in Alabama, as a matter of fact, that talks about and shows all the lynching that took place, inducing more of that black trauma. Not that we shouldn't know about lynching. I mean, but really, you could have gotten the book 100 Years of Lynchings, and it's got the pictures in there. As a matter of fact, I got a book up here somewhere that shows... Um, wait, is it this one right here? Maybe it's this one. Yeah, uh, without sanctuary. Showing a black lynched body right there. More of that induced trauma. Yeah, that they like to push. See, see one thing, see one thing about, one thing about, yeah, I gotta get the, uh, my library's a little, uh, jacked. But, um, yeah, so, so, so we can keep that induced trauma going. But since we know that the trauma is induced, why wouldn't we try to why wouldn't we try to work 
to create and build something that stops that induced trauma. So, I mean, you know, you can like whoever you want to like, but the fact of the matter is, and you've heard me say it over the years, and for anybody that wants to challenge, Yurima Karama, for real, for real, I don't give a fuck about opening the banknotes and showing you what all people have donated and where we at. Matter of fact, I think we had about, and this isn't all, this isn't all, uh, 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 I think we're at about 12,000. And that number isn't accurate because that actually, that number includes some of my team's membership dues for the Unity Walk. That 12000 also includes that, that's also includes that $3,000 from the GoFundMe. Yeah. And, and, and I've been talking about land for years. I didn't just talk about this yesterday. We've been having this conversation for years. Matter of fact, I hooked up with the Empress Marlena in 2019 when we were looking at Somerville, Georgia land. We're in 2021 now. And I was talking about land before her and I connected. So, 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 you know, the bottom line is priorities fucked. But the problem with fucked priorities is this, is when that boot comes down, when that boot comes down, lose my number. When that boot comes down, cause see, it's already starting to come down. And all I get is my number going off all day. All I get is text messages. You available to speak? Family, let's, uh, uh, hey. Cause we Johnny come lately. We Johnny come lately. So when that boot comes down, I got an exit strategy, my nigga. Do you, since everybody wants to play that individual shit. See, I've had to get on that too. I got to have plan A, B, C all the way to Z. Cause I don't know. Cause niggas got too much flip in them. They got too much flip in them. So I got to have an exit strategy. And because niggas got flip in them. No, I can't let them know about the goddamn exit strategy. I just have to move how I'm going to move because in my mind, I'm going to be thinking shit. We had plenty of time to, we had plenty of time to get together and make some shit happen. But when you talk about, and when D talked about that last night, all of these top, and I ain't even in the top. There's a reason. Think about this family. And some of you that are close to me, you got to understand. There's a reason certain people out here in this community don't fuck with me because sometimes, sometimes when your light is bright, you will expose a certain level of darkness in others that they don't want exposed. My shit is real. Overstand that I've been in back rooms with some of these people. I won't be in back rooms with them again, though. You can believe that. I keep my shit real. I keep my shit raw. I keep my shit motherfucking authentic. And a lot of people don't like that shit. They don't like that because you can't buy me. I ain't pushing for a buck. I make my own. Believe that. I make my own. And before anybody wants to get slick, before anybody wants to get slick, because some people say, well, nigga, you're driving a $50,000 car. Yeah, that car is in my motherfucking business's name. 
And when I drove it off the fucking lot, I didn't put nothing down because that's how my credit is. And that's how my business credit is. There's a difference. I ain't never used proceeds from any donation I didn't got to buy any motherfucking thing. Unless it was a direct donation to me, but any crypto money that I've ever gotten as a donation, any land project money that I've ever gotten as a donation, I can show and prove my receipts. I've never used the people's money for anything other than what the fuck it's supposed to be used for. The car I drive, I don't even own it. It's in my business's name. I'm just an overseer like a slave owner should be over his property. If I die, that shit goes to my business's estate. So get priorities right, man. Get priorities right. Get priorities right. You can't never tell me at this point in our journey that a goddamn museum is more important than fucking land. You can't tell me that. Fuck out of here. That's for niggas that's stupid, that can't think, that can't see what we in. Matter of fact, we got something. This is going to be a, lengthy, a, a pretty lengthy stream. You're going to have to listen to this and you're going to have to listen closely. We're going to start. But before, well, do I start with that one first? Now, I'll start actually with this one and then we'll move to the other ones. Yeah. Let's talk about Operation Pogo and Operation Zypher, since niggas want to play stupid. This audio file was recorded in early June 2019, a few days before David's death. David Goldberg. Hello everyone, this is David Goldberg again. This is probably going to be one of my most important videos that I've done yet. We're going to discuss a couple of things, uh, new things that have come up. I have received uh, consulate documents from my White House insider, and we also have some memos that I've referenced in the past, and I'm going to walk through everything that I've been deciphering and learning from these videos, excuse me, from the documents that I've received. So, We'll get into this. The crux of it, I want to just introduce you right right away. What is it all about? This is it. This is what the documents reveal. There are too many people waking up. There are too many Americans, more and more of them, that are suspicious of Israel. More and more Americans aware of Zionism. 
This has been around for decades and decades. You go back to the 50s, 60s, there's a, a lot of literature about Zionism and Judaism. It's not unusual, but the difference is today, more and more people are waking up to it. It's been a real tipping point where you have, you always had maybe about half a percent of the population that was aware of Zionism, uh, that did not like Jews and whatnot, but they were never part of the mainstream. Black they were always dismissed. Always a bitch-ass nigga. In they the had no influence. Always a bitch-ass nigga. So they were not really a But that has changed. And you know that has changed. Anyone paying attention knows that has changed. We have seen a big change in uh, comment sections on YouTube, many people making references to Zionism. It has become a part of the nomenclature through the influence of 8chan, 4chan, many, many websites, and ultimately many, many YouTube channels that have been speaking the truth very aggressively uh, for many years, but it has really gotten attention lately. It is somewhat of a uh, cumulative effect, a snowball effect, where more and more people start to wake up to the truth and the facts, and it just expands, and people become more accepting of it, and they start to say, okay, it's okay for me to look at the information. I'm not an anti-Semite for looking at it. Uh, and it, it really starts to click for people. So this has been a big change in the recent past few years. What happened is that Israel, its agents, its propagandists, have been playing very, very, very close attention to this over the past few years. They know this is happening. They are very concerned about it. We are talking about 0.5% of Americans who have some idea of Zionism and they're against it and they understand it. That number, according to these documents, is now about, I saw two numbers. They said 15% and another one said 7%, but that is a very large number of Americans that or have woken up to what's going on with Israel and, and Zionism and the Israeli lobby and the influence. They're unafraid to hate Israel. That number is very high, and it is very concerned. This is much of what the classified documents talk about, but we'll get into that more. I wanted to set it up for you so you actually understand what this is really about. What I was given from the White House insider, the main part that you really need to know, though, is they have a plan for all of this. So I'm going to talk about that now. There is discussion within these documents uh, years ago to ban the YouTube channels, to shut it down, all of that. But they changed course. They made a decision to do something completely different and they decided instead of censoring everything to fund and promote gatekeeper channels, shill channels, to simply gather and collect 
all the open-minded people who were looking at the issue. And they did shut down some of the legitimate channels, and that has actually happened if you're following some of that. You are aware that there have been channels that have been shut down, almost completely eliminated. Some of those channels were not a part of the original gatekeeper channels. They have no connection. They are truth-telling channels. Some of those they've eliminated that they felt were a threat or that might be calling out the gatekeeper channels. So, I'm just looking through some of the documents here and saying what I want to talk about next. One really interesting aspect of all this is that the gatekeeper channels and the shill channels, typically these would be disinfo channels. Uh, disinfo channels like Alex Jones, for example, has been a long time disinfo Zionist channel. Listen. Very, very active in dis deflecting people away from Zionism. Alex Jones talks about everything, but he never talks about Israel. So that is an active disinfo channel that's been around forever. What they created with these new gatekeeper channels is very truthful channels. They're very honest. They don't put out a lot of disinfo. They are actually legitimate. And that is done to, to give them credibility among these people who are awake, who are waking up. It was very specifically done, the documents to talk about that. Now I'm going to talk about what is the purpose of the whole operation. And the purpose of this is to, to put out truthful channels, to attract people to them. They call it tag, track, and ID. It is a term used throughout the documents, TTID. It's something you want to remember, this is very uh, common throughout these documents are referred to all the time. So what does that tell you? They want to tag, they want to track you, and they want to identify who you are. If you are watching these channels, if you are informed, if you are awake on these issues, they want to tag you, they want to track you, and they want to know exactly who you are. They want to know, and uh, it talks about the uh, tracking people's IP addresses through YouTube. They have access to YouTube. They do know who you are. So this is discussed a lot in the documents. I'm just looking through it right now. And there are two projects, and it's very important to, to li listen to this. Project Pogo is one of them, and Project Zypher. I will spell that one. Z-Y-P-H-R. Project Pogo and Project Zypher are the two projects that, that the classified documents are referring to, and each has a different role. Project Pogo is about the YouTube gatekeepers, how they are all agents, they're all paid to put out truthful information so that they can tag, track, and ID the people that are watching the videos and giving them likes and giving them comments. They're tracking all of it. Project Zypher is a different project, and that's what I'll talk about in a bit. So just to put some clarity in case you have a difficult time hearing in Operation Pogo, uh, 
is basically paid gatekeepers, paid people. And I talked about this a lot, how certain people, their pages never get taken down. They're paid to actually put authentic, real information out to draw people in because they want to tag them, identify them for slaughter later on. That's Operation Pogo. They want to tag and know who the followers are. They want to know who potentially my whose potential minds are opening to this information that we are paying this person to put out. Because by them being on this person's page, they are an enemy. We will identify them for slaughter later. Let's continue. Oh, and notice how I said the gatekeepers. He said they pay them. They pay them to put out information. They pay them to put out real truthful information. They pay them. Notice what he said about, about people's boy, Alex Jones. He said, Alex puts out the truth. InfoWars is the truth. But he says, Alex doesn't talk about the Zionists. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I haven't listened to everything that Alex has said, but, uh, I do know for a fact that there is people's my, like my YouTube. It's I, they shut me down for life. They shut me down for life. I can't even get on. I would have to go to a whole new computer and use a whole new name just to get in. So I don't know. I don't even have that kind of time. I'm on OTWTube.com. That's much better for me by us. Yeah. For actual Aboriginal, Indigenous, Melanated people. So let's continue. Second stage here that is coming up, and that is the extermination. They're going to exterminate these people, whether it is tag them for anti Semitic speech, charge them with crimes, eliminate them completely. And this is where I'll talk about in the documents where they talk about guillotines, viral attacks targeted. How they're going to eliminate these people without too much suspicion, without too many people noticing. But it I want to just cut in right there real briefly. So we're seeing some of this unfold as he continues to speak. You're going to see exactly where this is where this is going in the time that we're in right now. But <clears throat> we do know that those guillotines were bought. We saw those guillotines. We do know that they had all of those coffins, empty coffins that they were transporting across the country. Where were they? transporting all those empty coffins for. This is why any bitch nigga getting on my feed talking about a goddamn museum. <laughs> That's why any bitch nigga getting on my feed talking about a goddamn museum. Nigga, get your motherfucking mind right, bitch nigga. The problem, as I read the documents, I can see I have documents from Four years ago, I have documents from two years ago, and then I have documents from three months ago. So there's a progression in the timeline as the projects change. And Project Zypher has changed. In the beginning, they have been talking, they were talking a lot about, okay, we are going to 
infects people with a virus that uh, imitates the flu virus. They're going to eliminate them in various ways that would not be suspicious. In the, in the documents I have now from three months ago, they are saying the amount of people they have to eliminate is too large. It is too many. We are talking about millions of Americans. And this is where we see their plans are changing. And they are going to initiate something that is devastating and that is extremely frightening. And based on what I can see in the documents we're talking about, power outages along with a purge. They're going to come in, they're going to take you out of your home, and they're going to put you into a uh, military vehicle or whatever, a van, and drive you away and place you into a camp. It is a very, very big operation that they're planning. It is millions of Americans. They will do it under the cover of night, under the cover of blackness, during one of these bond blackouts. The blackouts are based on documents, I'm just looking at it right now, they have a three-day blackout, they have a nationwide blackout that lasts two days, and a lot of localized blackouts. So it is a whole series of blackouts that they're going to do. And of course it will be blamed on all kinds of things. They might blame it on Iran, I have seen that mentioned in the documents. They've already prepped people for this. There are going to be more blackouts, they're already uh, predictive programming. So we may see more of this uh, as we go on. As far as I can tell from Project Zephyr, or Zephyr, they are planning this next year and the year after. They are not done tagging, tracking, and identifying everyone. I, it looks like they're at about 78%. I looked in the documents and there were a couple of indications of how long, far along they feel the project is. They're like 78% done but they're not completely done. It, it does take time to identify a, a YouTube account and then track it to the email that it was created with and then the IP address and then find out who created it. It does take them a lot of time to do that. It is not instant. It does take a lot of research because a lot of people create a YouTube account with a, an email address that doesn't give any indication of who they are. Uh, an account name that doesn't have their full name on it. They don't use their real pictures. So it is a challenge for them. That's why the project has been going on for so long. But it is coming to a close. In the next six months to a year, it appears it is coming to a close. And that is when Project Zypher will be initiated. So I have some notes here. I'm going to continue on and talk a little bit more about His name is David Goldberg. Right. They're being tracked. They're being identified. That's the whole point. A lot of people have said, well, why are some of these YouTube channels allowed to exist? Why are they allowed to so openly talk about the truth? And some of you might know uh, Adam Green, uh, No More News, and there are a whole bunch of others, and they're very, very open about Zionism, and they're very honest about it. And they're telling the truth. I mean, they are telling the truth. They're not hiding anything. They're not disinfo. They're not putting disinfo out there. But as far as I know, they are part, I mean, they're all a part of this operation. 
I can't say specifically if Adam Green is a part of it or not. But I would assume possibly he is. He has probably been guaranteed a lot of money. He's probably been promised a lot of things. He's probably, he could be a Freemason. He could be a part of their operation. He could be an agent. I don't know. I have no idea. It is total speculation on my part. I have no idea. All I know is this is part of the operation, what they want to do. His channel would fit into the MO. It is an example I'm giving. He is there to tag, track, and ID. Not him specifically, but the people behind the operation who are doing all the research and all the people who are commenting and viewing and liking. They want to know who they are. They want to know where they live, and they are going to eliminate them at a date in the future. Completely eliminate them. This is going way beyond the idea of passing laws to ban speech, which they're already doing. They've done it in America already, but not very aggressively, and we will see more legislation of that nature. But they want to completely eliminate these people because they do stand in the way of the agenda. There are too many people that are waking up. It is way too many for them to handle. They're starting to have an influence and they're starting to change the conversation online. It is of great concern to Israel. Something that the memos that I received, we'll talk a little bit about the memos. The memos are different from this classified documents. The memos are White House internal memos that discuss a wide range of things in terms of Trump's meeting with rabbis, uh, discussions with Netanyahu over the phone, and one of the memos says that Donald Trump will have to declare himself king of Israel publicly. This is part of the process for them. It, it doesn't, there's no strategic reason for it. It is symbolic for them. Trump is going to declare himself king of Israel at some point. I don't know how, but they're talking about it in these memos over and over again. When he's going to do it, why he want, why they want him to do it, which again is symbolic. It has no strategic purpose apparently. It is part of the process of what of the end game, basically, is what I'm saying. So we will see if that happens or not. It sounds ridiculous. I can't imagine him actually saying it, but maybe he will do something like that. We will look out for that uh, in the in the coming months. Uh, based on my reading of the classified documents on the memos, so much of what is going on is planned. They've given people the impression that Trump has brought chaos to politics, but it's actually opposite. It has been planned. Donald Trump's allegiance is to Israel. He's not only a Jew, he is a Freemason. They have promised him his daughter, the sons, will enjoy a very high level ranking within the world government that they are forming, the capital which will be Jerusalem. So that is why Trump is so dedicated to following the script, while performing the way that he does. It appears to be very authentic to his followers. Everything he's done, talking about the wall to the fake news, was scripted from the beginning around 2014 and 2015. And according to some of the memos I'm reading, he loved it. They introduced all of this to him and he loved it. They told him the plan, you're gonna become president, you're going to say this and this and this. He 
loved it. He's already a little bit of a racist. He's already predisposed to some of this rhetoric. So he loved it. He jumped on board. And they promised him great things, especially for his family, if he were to follow through on these things and simply follow the script. And he does have leeway. He has leeway to say many things that he wants to say. He has a lot of fun doing this. But he does have his script writers and uh, uh, the, uh, the, there's one of the script writers, I forget his name, he's a uh, he's bald guy. Uh, uh, I want to remember his name, it's important to say it. Um, well, he's a big part of this. He writes a lot of the Trump's tweets, he crafts a lot of it. Oh, I cannot remember, I'm going to look him up right now. Uh, Trump's speech writer. Real quick intermission. Please don't get on my feed and uh, start caping for these crackers. Don't get on my feed talking about what Trump is and what Trump ain't. Because I will block you. We're in war. And I'm not playing games with no motherfuckers, period. Don't get on my feed caping for this cracker. This cracker didn't do nothing for us, period. And none of them have. That's the problem now. Too many niggas caping for crackers instead of caping for each other. This is wartime. Want nobody on my motherfucking feed caping for no motherfucking cracker. Period. Do that shit in your private time. You get on my feed, I will block you. Don't even want you type of motherfuckers on my page caping for these goddamn devils. You niggas ain't even met Trump. Fuck out of here. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller has a big role in all of this. He is a dedicated Zionist. He has a lot to do with a lot of this. If you want to go down the rabbit hole, if you want to find out who's really behind it, Stephen Miller is a big part of it. So that is the, the whole of it. I want to get this video out. I want people to hear it. I want people to know what's going on. Uh, I've had some strange things going on in my house. I've noticed some black SUVs. I mentioned it before. They're still there. I still see them every once in a while. The other day, I went out to try to approach one, to confront them. Like, what are you doing here? I know you're here. And they drove off. As I like, right when I opened the door, and I look outside, I see them drive off. So I don't know, maybe it's just coincidence that they were leaving and they saw, I don't know, but it seemed like they were very, very prepared to get out of there. So the next time I see them, I'm going to confront them quickly and make sure that they don't have time to get out of there before I have a chance to get down there and at least they see me coming for them. I will try again. But I have seen them mostly at night. I open the window, I look out the window, and that is when I see them mostly. That's all I want to confront them. I'm tired of the harassment. I know they're watching me. I assume I'm bugged. I assume there is some way to hear what I'm saying, but I don't care anymore. I have been given the documents. I have been tasked with, with, with this duty to get the information out. I'm going to do it in any way that I can. I have given my friends copies of all of these I have stored them in different places. I have a dead, dead man switch in case something were to happen to me. So I've done my best to prepare because I feel like this is getting very serious. I mean, the documents.
they show me are terrifying. The plan that they have in place. Listen. I would expect they have this plan of gatekeeping and tracking people, but they're going to take it to a new level with Project Zypher. They're going to take it to a new level. They're going to exterminate these people one by one through the blackouts. I mean, it says in the consular documents they're planning to pick them up. They're just going to physically pick them up. They're also going to use all kinds of other means to eliminate them. Not just the high value targets are going to be picked up. The lower value targets will be given viruses, targeted viruses that activate either right away or over time. They don't want it to be too obvious that all of a sudden a bunch of Americans get sick. Of course, there will be official stories in the news media. Okay, there's a flu outbreak, which indicates to me this will probably happen in winter. Now, this winter, but possibly the winter of 2020, 2021. From what I'm reading from the documents, that is the timeline. It is not specific, but that is where I feel it's going to be. Because they want to, uh, they want to do a flu outbreak. And it will make sense in one term. People won't question it. They have to eliminate a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people, high value, high value of targets. It's going to be so many people that disappear that people will ask questions. So they have their cover stories and they're getting them ready and they got them in place. If this were a few hundred thousand people, they could do it. But it is millions and millions of Americans that they want to eliminate. I think it's 15 million. Based on what I'm reading in these documents and some of the numbers they've used, which has not been totally specific about it, but it looks like 15 million, but it could even be more. They want to eliminate them completely, completely. Because it's becoming a problem and it has been a problem for a few years and this is their solution to it. In addition to that, they want the world government, they want all of these plans to move forward. They cannot have opposition because the things that are going to happen are going to be very, very radical. You're going to see the dissolution of the United States of America. You're going to see world leaders and the media endorsing something that is so crazy. And that is the dissolution of the United States of America. And, and the endorsement of a world government seated in Israel. A lot of Americans aren't going to accept that, but they have to eliminate the people who are going to call out what's really going on. From my reading of the documents, how they're going to roll all of this out and justify the dissolution of the United States and many other countries as well, it appears their plan is to do all countries at once. He's going to be under the cover of financial collapse. Well, we have to do the world government. We're all going to die because the financial system is broken down. That is something that is talked about in the classified documents. That ultimately will be the cover story after they do the purge and eliminate the dissidents, the people who are woken up to Zionism. There will be a total financial meltdown and they will say, look, we have to do the world government. We have to come together. We have to create this new currency. We 
chaos is too serious. It will be probably six months of complete financial chaos. Uh, food shortages, uh, rise in crime. Many, many people die. Uh, millions and millions of people will also die from this. And then they will justify it and say, look, we have to do the world government. So that is what's going on. I'm about done. I'm going to do another video. I have more things coming up. I have a lot more planned because there's more in the documents that I need to discuss. I'll be back with another video soon. Thank you for listening, and I'll do more soon. Yeah, I unfortunately, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, I normally wouldn't uh, even consider interviewing a guy. I wouldn't even consider interviewing him. I, I really want to now, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's dead. Yeah, um, he's yeah, he's no longer amongst the living. Um, and so I, I, therefore I can't interview him. But here's the thing. While people playing, while people playing about museums and shit, we're watching this shit unfold right before our very eyes. I mean, I don't know what movie you all are watching. But I know what I'm seeing. Every ancestor, I'm thinking every ancestor, I'm thinking all the Orishas, I'm thinking all Oshun, every, I'm thinking them all that I'm in good health. Because after you heard that, then there's, then there's this. Shit, shit's going to get real. Brother, disappointed. My name's Dr. Sean Brooks, PhD, um, Oxford. I have 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs ever under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it, and he says don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have taken it. Taken, excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years for three reasons. Number one, you've d dr dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35. Now, if you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. You take a flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. Antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody who has taken them. Unless, of course, you've taken a placebo, but there's no way that you would know that. So given that fact, antibody-dependent enhancement tricks the entire body into believing that the cell that's eating the pathogen is eating it when it isn't. It ends up leading to what's called a cytokine storm, which causes organ failure. That will cause your death, and there's no stopping that. No amount of drugs will stop that. The third thing, blood clotting. Everyone who has taken the jabs is blood clotting. If you don't believe me, there's a way you can find out. Take what's called a D-dimer test. What that does is that detects blood clotting at the microscopic level. They're cutting full blood clots out of people right now. As I'm talking to you, millions have died from the jabs. In your last meeting, you advocated for people to take the jabs potentially in the future, along with wearing masks. And I heard parents say the same thing. So to the parents who are actually considering jabbing their own children, you're going to sterilize them permanently. People who have taken the jabs are sterilized. 
80% of women who have been jabbed have lost their children in the first trimester. You can't have kids. You've also injected yourself with the equivalent of HIV. You can now no longer breastfeed, donate blood, donate organs, donate blood plasma, nor bone marrow. If you don't believe me, try to donate blood and blood plasma and find out what happens. You will be denied. Unless, of course, you live in California, in which case they're allowing people to donate toxic blood with spike proteins in it. The jabs create spike proteins. They're in the jabs themselves, and they create it by snapping your RNA in half. You are no longer a human anymore. You are something else, and you are susceptible to countless diseases. Now, here's what's going to happen in the future very quickly. We have 15 seconds. Great. I don't know what percentage of your staff has taken the jabs, but your school is going to close. You will not stay open. You will close because they will fall ill and they will die. That will happen in all of your buildings. It will have. It's already happening. All right, thank you, sir. I'm, I bet it is. It's already happening. Sure. Good luck. Nothing can stop what's coming. Thank you, sir. They couldn't wait to get him off that stage. Uh, thank you, sir. Your time is up. Uh, but this guy's a doctor. So I, he, he's a PhD and he's a doctor. So wouldn't it fair to reason that while they're getting experts to talk, why aren't they letting these people talk? And there's more than him that are saying the same thing. Why aren't they giving them voice? And then you go back to David Goldberg's thing that I just played. And he said that they're going to unleash something on the people. I will tell you this while it's on my mind, while it's a thought. Um, if the electricity goes out and it goes into darkness, the first thing you should probably do is grab your gun, take the safety off and make sure that clip is full. Because he's just let he just lets you know, like they're going to come in. the They're going to come in darkness. They're going to wait until the power outages and all of that. You might want to try to get to your car and roll out. But you definitely want to have your hand on that gun and you want to have that fucking safety off and you want to have that that clip filled. Um. Because that's, you know, I mean, die in a camp or die in your home. I, you know, and, and no, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to induce fear. But I mean, goddamn, we seeing shit right before our very fucking eyes. Some of us have family members. That got fucked off from this from this jab. And I don't know what more evidence I can show you. I've showed you Deagle, Deagle.com where the military is basically saying that the U.S. population is going to be down from 325 million to 100 million by the year 2025. This guy's telling you that they're on par to kill at least 15 million, but he thought it was going to be more. This VAC, this jab is knocking motherfuckers out. Of course, now, now if you're waiting on CNN, if you're living in that bubble... If you're living in that bubble of trusting CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all these CIA infiltrated media outlets, if you're waiting, well, yeah, you're never going to get that news from them. They're never going to tell you the death rate. They're never going to tell you. So I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you at this point. This is why I'm talking about land and trying to get an established community very quickly. At least people that you can fight together with because you're spread out now. We all are. And this is why this is why I go so hard with the fucking ignorance. 
at this point. This is this is like this is this is like this is like Noah telling you, yo, the the flood is coming. The flood is coming and niggas is saying, do I got 10 minutes to make it to the club real quick? Like that's 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 what I'm seeing with people like the, the blood is here. Like you see you have family members. Some people have family members that are dead. Dead. Some people got family members that died on the respirator machine. The vat wasn't even here. The jab wasn't even here yet. They went into the hospital alive and never came out. Had their fucking lungs blew out. And the medical industry was covering that shit up. Covering it up. Oh, they were having a hard time breathing, so we put them on a respirator. What? That's not even proper procedure. That's not even proper operating procedure. So you got fam you got some people out here whose family died before the jab was even here, and they still believe in these motherfuckers. Ventilator. Yeah, the ventilator machine, not respirator. Ventilator. But they still believe in these people. What more do you have to see to know that you're under attack? So I, I'm going to do some ritual work later because I got to ask the ancestors. I really do. I have to ask them a serious question. Is a goddamn museum going to save us? Because if a goddamn museum is going to save us, I'm contributing tonight to that motherfucker. If it's going to if this is going to be our saving grace. A, a, a goddamn museum? If that's if we're under attack, and the ancestors tell me, Urima, this museum is is everything. It's gonna save. It's gonna save a whole lot of people. I'm gonna contribute. Real talk. Yeah, they're not gonna say that. That's the point. And then you got this. And I hate it. You know what I'm saying? That, that you know, one day, I mean, one day people are gentrifying our community. And then the next day that goddamn karma sets in. It's a, it's a shame. And sometimes it, it just happens that quick. I don't know. You know, it, it, one day life is good. And then, boom, you, you just get you just get hit. You get you get blindsided uh, from the rear. And. It's a shame, but I mean, life happens. It, it, it takes its twists and turns and we just have to, we have to be careful. Um, this poor thing. God damn it. Hate what happened to Karen. Oh, I don't think her name was Karen. But in any case. Hi, I'm Brett. Oh, this Brett. is me before I received the Moderna vaccine. Some of you might recognize me from my Instagram post. Oh, uh, let me. Yeah, that was her. Before. Hi, I'm Brett. This is me before I received the Moderna vaccine. Some of you might recognize me from my Instagram post where I started sticking metal objects to myself and thought it was funny until May 22nd. May 22, 2021. Okay, and what's the address of your emergency? Uh, what's going on? I, I feel like I can't breathe and I'm out. All right. I can't stop. I can't stop throwing up. And, okay. What, what is your 
Yeah, I'm going to get you to fire rescue, okay? Okay. 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 My entire life changed within a matter of minutes. It wasn't just about sticking metal objects on my skin anymore, thinking it was funny. I ended up in the hospital for 18 days, three separate times. 17 doctors, numerous tests. I was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre, pericarditis, POTS syndrome, gastroparesis, meningitis, and many more complications, all as a result of the Moderna vaccines. so much pain today. I've been crying nonstop. I didn't realize that this condition comes with random pain. I'm sure a lot of you saw my daily posts and my blogs on Instagram. I was showing all of you what was happening to me. Most were kind, but I was attacked, belittled, ridiculed, threatened. The hospital brought security into my room to threaten me about posting. I didn't know what was happening to my body. I wanted answers just as much as you did. I was confused and in pain and hurting. The doctors at the hospital treated me with such disrespect and disregard and didn't call the neuro team until the fifth day on my third stay. 1,500 pages of medical records and the only doctor willing to admit that it was from the Moderna was the neurologist who finally came in and recognized me. As the head nurse just walked in and said, you're the one that just got diagnosed with Ian Gray, how do you say it, from the Moderna shot, right? He demanded that she report my injury to the VAERS system and the CDC. Finally. heard and we will all be heard after being treated with the ivig to stop the progression of the guillain-barre i was set free and allowed to go home although i had no idea what the road ahead of me looked like and i was absolutely terrified some of you may not know how bad it actually got i couldn't walk at a certain point and had paralysis from the waist down had to learn to walk again this is a casualty of war and um yeah they have no problem offing their own the devil has no problem offing any of his servants so if they have no problem offing their own just they will give no fucks about offing us i'm just saying and we can play little pretend games um So again, I'll read this because I read this at the start and then um, then wealth. I want to get you in um, and anybody else who wants to come up and talk. Um, but again, I'll read this. So what makes more sense? This 420 acres of land, which costs a little over one million dollars or a seven million dollar black museum that induces more black pain and trauma. Keep in mind, you could probably build so many museums on that 420 acres and it costs less it the actual land costs less than the museum, uh, and not to mention you could build housing for our people and create drama and trauma-free communities for our children and women. You could make that community gated so that only those people that live there have access to it. We have to start thinking instead of getting excited about nigger trinkets. 
Now, is that the only solution? Hell no. That's one of many things that can be done at this point. For like-minded people, for like-minded people, the resounding theme that I hear all over the country is, man, there's nobody, man, there, there's nobody around where I'm at. It's like I'm the only one. I'm so lonely. Like I don't have nobody to talk to. You don't know how many people and tribes I have to connect. This, okay, here's this person in your area, this person over here. That's what I do a lot behind the scenes is connecting people to other people so that they don't feel. So So why wouldn't you want to be in your own community? Because this shit is jumping very quickly. It's jumping very quickly. Agenda 2030, that's less than nine years. Well, less than 10. Yeah. And we're all, we're going to be in 2022 20, in a minute. So, I mean, the God wealth was good, family. Peace, family. Peace. Hey, man. I mean, it's real simple, you know. I mean, if you're asking which is more important to the black family um, at this present moment, between uh, putting up a museum or buying some land that we can we can uh, have some sanctuary amongst our own, I would have to say it's definitely the plan land, the land plan. You know. Um, I mean, in order of priorities, you know what I mean? After you got some place call your own, then, then you can start adding stuff like museums to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, if you ask me to prioritize, then I, I would put it in that order. Yeah. And as far as that, as far as that plan, too, uh, that was a pretty interesting um, audio, right? Um, I mean, this is this this should come as no surprise to us as a people, though. Like their their time is extremely short, so they're going to get more aggressive in their campaigns, and, and it's up to us to really to really get ourselves in a position where we can we where we can um, establish our own community and defend that community. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I totally agree, and that that that's that's one of the purposes. Um, and and for you know every, everybody everything can't is not going to be explained. Um, everything is not going to be explained over you know a social media platform too. Um, what can be explained is the, the importance of of having your own land, the importance of having a space that um, is yours. That's that's important. Um, if you live in an inner city right now, you can talk about, you can, I mean, you can, you can talk that shit about, you know, this is your block. The gangsters out there, you know, you got the bangers out there. You got the, you got the, the gangsters, my street family. You can talk about that shit that it's important or that it's your block that you running that shit. But the fact of the matter is, is whenever the police show up, it's their block. You're not disrespecting them. In many cases, you're trying to gee, gee, gee and cheese with them motherfuckers. So it ain't your block because if it's your block, if it's your area, then it's your area all day, every day. And as a matter of fact, if it's your area, your block, 
Nobody's allowed in unless they get permission. And they better be coming in peace. And not have no fucking ill will with them. So, so, I mean, we can talk that it's your block shit, but it's really not your block. It's your block until the police show up. It's your block until white people gentrify it. Then it's, it's no longer your block. I still say, and it's a sad thing. I see it in just about every hood I go through and I travel. Such a sad thing that white people are still the safest in every hood I go to. They're safer than the black people who live in that hood, who comprise the majority of that hood. White people are safer. Goddamn shame. I saw that shit in D.C., saw it in Baltimore, seen it in New York, seen the shit in Philly. Philly, Philly was interesting. They got damn Asian barbers in the black community cutting black men's hair. And black men are actually allowing it. Yeah, it's it's a crazy flip out here, man. It's a crazy flip. So, um, yeah, with that said, uh, if you got nothing else, Wealth, we're going to get up out of here. I just wanted to share that. Let let people marinate on that. I'm going to go do some ritual work myself. I know where my strength lies. Um, but, yeah, I think that, um, you know, do well. We we can say, dude, you know, you don't believe, dude. The thing about it is, though, is that he's dead. It seems like all presidents who talked about all the presidents who talked about this COVID hoax in a Kebulon, th- those what it's three now or four, three in a Kebulon. We got the one in Haiti. They're, yeah, they're dead. Mm. Yeah, no, no, they'll, they'll keep calling it coincidence. They'll keep calling it coincidence. Yeah, and, and the 70, over 70, 80 holistic doctors dead. Over 70 holistic doctors dead. I did the live stream when I was on YouTube. I was doing the streams on that. How, how do, how do, imagine, imagine 70 NFL players just ended up dead. They might call a national emergency. What? You're trying to infringe on our entertainment? Let's get to the bottom of this shit, Bob, because I need slaves for the plantation. What am I? Why are my niggers dropping dead? Let's get to the bottom of this shit, and you better get on it quick. I and get that get get this shit because I need my shit up and running. We're missing billions of dollars here, but goddamn, seventy holistic doctors dead. People ain't saying a motherfucking thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> you can't make this shit up. This shit is happening in real time. Hell. If one major NBA player fell dead right now, just one, people would be, oh, shit, what happened? It must have been COVID. I mean, but 70 holistic doctors, the people that can keep you, that can keep you healed via nutrition and proper diet and proper holistic medicine. And, and while, you're, while, while we're on that subject, think about this. Think about this. Potato chips and salad. Potato chips and salad. Potato chips and salad. Potatoes. You have to grow them. 
As a matter of fact, I'm not even going through the whole process. Do your due diligence. I ain't going to do all the work for you. Potato chips and salad. Salad is quicker to make, takes less people. Potato chips, you have to have an assembly line. People work on that assembly line. It costs more to make potato chips than it does a salad. If you have a salad with your lettuce, your tomatoes, your onion, your bell pepper, it costs less to make a salad than it does potato chips. Just go do, just go add it all up. From the time you have to plant the potatoes to the time you, all the people involved that have to make that, that potato chip. And although it might go down an assembly line, you still need people to go to, to work that assembly line. This is something simple. Potato chips and salad. It costs much more to make potato chips than a salad. Why is a fucking salad much more expensive than potato chips? At the end of the day, that potato chip bag is $2.98 and that salad, you could pay anywhere from six to $12 for it, depending on where you get it. Why? The establishment wants you dead, man. They don't want you eating healthy. I know because I eat healthy and I know the cost. I know the cost that it costs me to eat healthy. And sometimes, I mean, I, I'm be honest, I'm glad I'm single because it's a one-way split. <laughs> it is, it's a one-way split. It's my money, so. But it costs to eat healthy, man. That's not by, that's not by fucking happenstance. That shit is intentional. And it's been like that. So, Wealth, if you got nothing else, we're going to get up out of here. You want to add anything? Hey, I just want to add one thing, man. Use YouTube for something productive. Go learn a skill. Go learn how to grow food. How to grow food even inside your house. You know what I mean? Prepare. Prepare. The world has changed. Thanks for that. Oh, and real quick, Facebook. Jazz. Jazz, don't do that, Jazz. So I got a rule on my on my page. I did the segment. I did the segment. Look it up for a reason. I do. I do. I do. Look it up for a reason because I know that a black man can't be believed about any fucking thing. <clears throat> Everything has to be questioned. I've been on job sites where I'm the boss, and I've had black people go ask underlings, the fucking the 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 maintenance guy. I'm way over him. But they'll go ask him, and as long as he agrees, oh, okay, then they believe it. So that's kind of where we are. Don't ever get on my page and use Snopes. <laughs> Don't ever get on my page and use Snopes as a fact check, please. Snopes is a husband and wife team. They're bought and paid for by the government. The dude was married to a woman, was married to a woman. It was him and her that was doing this, sitting in the comfort of their home, deciding what was fake and what was real. And then they fell out, had a divorce. Now I think he's with some porn star and they do it together. Don't ever use Snopes on my page as a fact check. As a matter of fact, I did a look it up years ago on Snopes to break them down and to bust them out. So don't ever use Snopes, please. Don't, don't, don't do that. Cause I'm going to laugh at you. 
I'm going to look at your intelligence at that point and say, ah, yeah, I thought, I thought different. Really, never use Snopes, please. Use, I don't care that you want to fact check some shit, but Snopes, go to DuckDuckGo, you'll get a different story. Snopes, really? Please, don't insult me or anybody else on my page using Snopes. <laughs> you good, Jazz, but I gotta, I gotta put it out there because, because, see, sometimes we'll look at something, we'll look at something, and this, and this goes back, you gotta fact check the fact checker. You gotta fact check them. But Snopes gets no, they, 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 they're fucking sellouts, and they're government funded. They're government funded. They get, look, look, it's this simple. I just played a video with a guy telling you. I, I jazz, you're right. You're right. I, I and I, I don't think you were doing that intentionally. So my apologies to you. I, I but I just played a video with a guy telling you that they pay people and put them on YouTube to put out the truth. They're telling the truth and they pay them to do that so that they can draw people in, so that they can track those people, ID those people for potential extermination later on. You got two people that sit in the comfort of their home. No government database. They sit in the comfort of their home. A dude who got tired of his old wife and decided to go out. He was having a midlife crisis and got a fucking porn star. And now they say whether something is real or false. You've been rocking with the brand. I am Yurima Kurama. Yeah. Peace, love, and light to the family. Be safe out here. If you have guns, keep them close. If you don't, you need to get one ASAP. A sap quickly as far as the meeting Bucks County PA um, we're going to be there September 11th um, and uh, that's going to start at 12 noon that's Bucks County PA we will be, be taking a, a driving tour I guess of um, a driving tour of uh, the Underground Railroad so if you are in the area, the vicinity, please come out for that. Um, and we'd love to meet you. It's going to be a group of us there. So uh, we look forward to meeting new family always. Energy is always great. And with that said, peace, love, and light to all the family. Have a splendid rest of your evening. Be safe out here. Um, and be, be watchful. Um, there's some people out here, they're not even human, man. Titan. Not even real. You got to be watchful, man. That's a fact. Yeah, you got to be very watchful. You got to, and you can't, I mean, third eye, you really have to use third eye vision. You really have to be in tune spiritually at this time. If you've never been in tune spiritually in your life, this is the time to get there. Real talk. Because this is, we're in the midst of the war now. The war is not tomorrow. It's not next week. While people are sitting back waiting on the attack. I've always said it's it's always interesting me, even as a kid, when when I would hear the when I would hear the uh, the uh, the church people, 
Because I had to grow up in the church. You know, if you had that black mother who was in the church, your young, your little ass had to go until you got of age where you just didn't go anymore. And so, you know, you always heard the people in the church talking about revelations and yeah, in the coming days, you better have your soul right with God. And, and in the coming days, because at the end of times, the mark of the beast. And then as I grew older, I still had heard that same verbiage. And even as I've been doing this work, I still hear that same verbiage. Like the prophecy says, and my thinking has always been, even as a kid, like even as a young child, I was like, well, damn, if you know this is going to happen, why wouldn't you do everything that you could to stop it? Are you just going to wait for the prophecy to fulfill itself? Could it be that maybe since you believe that God wrote this book, could it be that God was trying to forewarn you so that you could actually do something to stop this shit from happening? I mean, it's an obvious answer to me that if I know prophetically that somebody is coming to kill me, that's a clear sign to me to fuck kill them first since I know they're coming and everything aligns with the fact that they're coming. That would, that would clearly give me indication that, ah, yeah, since I know now, I can definitely prevent this. It's like people is waiting on shit to, because in, in that's, and that's what that Jesus syndrome has done to a lot of our people. Because people actually think that he's going to intervene on their behalf. And they think that he's going to come out of the sky. And the white man has, has mastered, has mastered making or getting people to look outside of themselves instead of look inside of themselves. Just as the devil has mastered making you believe that he doesn't even exist. Yeah. But I told you a couple years ago, I said he's going to come out full throttle. He wants to come out and he wants to be seen. He wants to be worshipped or it wants to be seen. It wants to be worshipped. It wants the people to bow down. So now everything is open. Pedophilia, that shit is, yeah. I think over in England, some judge said, yeah, you. what's wrong with sleeping with a 10-year-old? It's shouldn't be a problem. Uh, so all of that, the, the, the acts of, you know, these drag queens and libraries here teaching children and parents just handing them over. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it, it's a crazy flip, but it's coming right out in the open to let you know it's here. What are you going to do to stop it? Peace. We're out. Peace, God. Look it up. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Sing the On the wake up. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in fed book jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? 
Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message.